You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie cod podcast. God damn it! Alright, we're just gonna pause and I'm gonna do it again. The comic book movie cod piece. I, I don't know what's going on. I went just five seconds. You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. Pogues, I'm happy to be here. Um, I'm just excited to be here and, and, and to do this episode in its original form. You know, no bits about me being recast or, you know, whitewashing this uh, this podcast. So that would be a travesty. And, uh, you know, I, I, I won't see it happen, frankly. Um are you ready for us to slightly dumb down it? Uh, yeah. Could everyone else out there also audibly hear Pogues deciding not to follow up on the whitewashing joke? Yeah, I was like, I was like, <laughs> like, should I, the white one, say anything? <laughs> we are not often known for our audible restraint, but here we are. <laughs> I also, too, there was a pause where I was like, is he doing a bit like that he said this already? And I was trying to remember what she said. And then you got done talking. And I was like, oh, uh, no, he's waiting for me to reply. But no, yeah, of course. I felt like maybe I didn't need to wait. <laughs> yeah. Uh, of course, uh, I'm just uh, providing some some introductory mockery of the film we're about to uh, observe. We're about to respond to, of course, if you've all listened to it or are capable of reading the title. Uh, on your podcast app, we're doing uh, Ghost in the Shell. No, not the animated one. Uh, that's not. Yeah, really I, I should really make sure when I post this that I put the year, so people aren't like they're gonna rip on no. the anime. No, just put no, not no the uh, the the ScarJo one in parentheses. Or maybe I should just fun. put Ghost in the Shell and then like a sad face, and then they'll know which one it is. <laughs> yeah, they'll know. They'll know. <laughs> or I'll do it. This didn't. I'll call it like Spirit in the you know box or something because this isn't really ghost in the shell so much as it is somebody seeing ghost in the shell and being like boy that's a great idea what if i took out all the nuance and just made it this weird thing about kids being kidnapped and that'll it's be the plot of the movie instead of the I have, actual plot what's surprising for listeners perhaps in this case is i have i have complicated feelings on this uh on this this film that i watched uh, uh, uh to say that not all my reactions are bad but most of them are uh yeah, but there's, what a, I do... there's, a, there's a couple of things i will commend the movie on when we get to them but overall well, i was shocked that they took the plot of the anime and were like i don't think it's that good let's rewrite it and then that's remove a bizarre choice the entire premise of the film which is like the discussion of like what constitutes a self is consciousness enough? Does that mean you exist? You know Do what? Do you need a spirit? What is a ghost in the shell? This is an important thing, perhaps too deep at the beginning, but I think it is relevant. This is very this this reminds me, uh, in a bad way, a, a, a comparison to the the Snyder Watchmen film, because Zack Snyder took the graphic novel that is you know revered, and mm-hmm. and in general he kept a lot of it in place but just sort of, like, kept the cool parts he liked and lost a ton of the nuance in response mm-hmm. and left it just to be kind of visually interesting but intellectually boring, right? So That's much so the problem. 
But he didn't deign, like, tweak it too much so people complain about the squid no, thing, just, but he, that's nothing. And I, right. I honestly say again, I think his ending I, makes I, more sense. I think he fixed it. But but in general, he left kind of the the parts that he did keep in the movie alone, more or less. Yeah, and it, it's this, a pretty reasonable adaption. And, and I think the reason for that is because he or someone on his team understood... The reverence of the original source. Well, material. I think he had an actual respect for the the original material. Or that he wanted to present. It, yeah, it. and or that. I don't know which it is. I can't tell. But yeah, one of those things, or both. But a reverence this he one, did not have in his Superman movie. This film was strange because yeah, they, they they took this this film and while they did gleefully recreate some scenes that you could certainly tell, most of which all of which sorry all of which were in the trailer by the way. Yes. <laughs> Um, the trailer was to trick you into seeing a movie that doesn't actually exist. That does not repeat any other scenes you like or do anything uh, tremendously different. Uh, but yeah, but then but then tweaks a ton of the core story and like themes. Completely changes is, the entire plot of the movie. Which is a, like the a, entire a bold plot. goddamn move, you know, to take something that, that is very revered. Like, a, but, a, a mo- the, internationally revered. You know? but, but the thing that is insane is the thing they took and changed is... The ghost in the shell part of the yeah. like the core question the of, part, the, yeah. of the manga and the anime, which is like what does it what what constitutes a soul and can it be transferred and like all these sort of questions that are very much in uh, like Eastern religion, especially in like early Buddhism, and they really dive into that in the anime, which is like really short by the way. Because after I watched this movie, I was like, I don't remember the anime's plot being this fucking dumb. And I was like, and what does a ghost in the shell have to do with anything? Like, they don't ever really bring up ghost. And I was like, I don't no, think right. this is the plot. So I went and bought the anime. Although, <laughs> it was on, I was like, fuck it, I don't own it. It's a good movie. So I just it was like did... eight bucks on uh, YouTube for some reason. And I watched it after this and I was like, oh, it's not the same movie. You you did miss, you did miss, uh, sub, you said there's no mentions of ghost in the shell. Well, they do However, it, but... T- t- uh, uh, Takeshi Kitano has the titular line, but you didn't know this because your copy. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah, here's something we found out before the podcast started. So I watched <laughs> this. Uh, a friend of mine uh, has it, and I watched a digital version of it. And I turned the subtitles on because, like, I'm old, and I was watching it, and I was doing stuff. So I like to have the subtitles on so that, like, in case I just mishear something, I can read it really quick. Um, and so I just had him on and whenever he, his character appeared, it just said in the closed captioning, speaking Japanese, but then didn't translate it. Which is insane because I wrote a note that I was like, I was like, I can't believe they put a character in who's just going to speak Japanese and they're never going to translate it. This is terrible. The version I had, you know, did, did the, the John Wick thing with like having the text, not just not just subtitled, but like subtitled within the the, the original films, like yeah, uh, yeah, like the stylistic edit. choice. Yeah, it was stylistically like printed on screen. So I don't know how Poe's got his hand on a version no. that didn't have that. And then so what's crazy is after Ben said this, I went back and looked at the version and I turned closed captioning off. And with closed captioning off, they translate his speech from Japanese. Why would they still not translate it and just say he's talking Japanese? Why did the people who make closed caption hate the death on this movie? Or maybe they were trying to save them. I don't know. Maybe the guy had bad dialogue. 
But I so there's like a scene later where he talks for two minutes, and one of my notes is just like, "This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Why would you have a person talk? What this am I long? supposed to be doing during this part?" Yeah, I was so upset. <laughs> and before I like ranted it on here, I was like, "Ben, real quick, did your guy when he spoke Japanese? Did they subtitle it?" <laughs> well, speaking of um, uh, 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 speaking of of some some translation, internationally translation choices. Uh, there is the oddity that, of course, precedes this film, which is how everyone probably heard about this live-action adaptation all over Twitter, which was the announcement of it, of the casting, uh, which irritated a lot of people for obvious reasons, as this is a treasured, you know, piece of Japanese uh, uh, film, that it's going to have uh, have Scarlett Johansson, a, a decidedly Western actress, uh, as well as a, a, a relatively uh, a, a Western-spotted cast. Uh, the main cast contains a ton of uh, uh, of you know Anglo-Saxon <laughs> individuals. Well, what was interesting was so I looked up just to see what like the backlash was, and there was two things that I found really interesting. Apparently, Japanese Americans were like, "Yeah, it's fine," and they were they were like, or they were more upset. They were like, "Well, why didn't they just cast a Japanese actress to play it?" In Japan, they were like, "Yeah, whatever. We just assumed it would be all white people," and they didn't care. And I guess. They, they brought up like a whole conversation in Japan that the Japanese don't actually see themselves in any of their media because they always feel like in anime they're depicted as not looking Japanese. So they're like, to Japanese audiences, animes don't really represent Japan anyways. And so there was like this weird conversation they were having. And I was like, this that is, is really but, interesting. So, so people in America were way more upset. And I guess in Japan, they were just like, well, it's a Hollywood movie. Of course, it's going to be all white people. And they yeah, had no, they weren't offended. They were just like, well, duh. That, that is super <laughs> interesting. I thought was interesting. Combine that with the fact that the character uh, of uh, uh, her original name, uh, uh, Motoko, uh, in the original film, you know, she is like this. Uh, if I recall from the original film, isn't she like a a, a a a type of like android of which there are many? Like it's like a factory yeah. brand. She, she, she's and, just a type she, of android that only is. She's just all android. And, com- and compare some compared to some of the decidedly organic Japanese characters, she doesn't look quite like them, right? Well, none so, of them really look Japanese because you know. I mean, fair strong. enough. There could be room in there if that was sort of the conceit right except for the fact she has some... like a really clear japanese name <laughs> no what i'm saying is that if the conceit was that and oh this yes is that the robot just, just all looked white if a japanese woman died and her brain was put into a robot that was western in appearance that would be interesting if they would then play anything around the idea well, of I... this very strange like out of body racial but you i know, guess that that was the main complaint of I guess uh, uh, Japanese Americans was sure they they weren't they were like oh it's fine until they found out that her character it's, was it's supposed to be a worse and then they were way. really offended and it's I guess worse that way yeah well and I guess too Scarlett Johansson said in an interview that she's not playing a Japanese character and uh, she would never pretend to be Japanese and then people were like no I watched the fucking movie that is what's happening your character's supposed to be Japanese this is messed up and you lied to us so she got like it's a lot of flack and there was some weird confusing. stuff confusing and they try it's... to explain it away but this idea that, that like the shell they made for her isn't doesn't look like a Japanese woman which, well, the, which the problem doesn't make sense this was something else that I read which was something that <laughs> several Japanese actresses found really offensive which is at one point in the movie they basically described that they've created a shell that's like 
the best shell that's ever existed. And they said, that's really offensive because the implication is the best shell Japan could create is a white woman. It's and they were like, that's woman. so yeah. right. And I was like, oh, yeah, Again. I guess that is, it, it, it's just, I, I, I get to, I see where the Japanese country is coming from, which is, yeah, of course they're going to cast sure. a, a major white star, which raises more of a bigger issue is why are there not many Asian stars in hollywood this like, is why, like a why tenfold isn't there like problem a, yeah this is a tenfold problem because if you're gonna adapt ghost in the shell you cannot piece it out of tokyo it is inherently tokyo it is inherently it is japanese not tokyo it's new well, it, city well fair enough it's inherently based on tokyo and, and based on japanese it's, it's, like yeah, I mean, urban culture you yeah. cannot reset this even in a fake city set in america you know what i mean it would not work uh, I don't know. And, and, I don't think the city is that big of a plot point. What I think is weird well, is the, you make everyone else still Japanese, and all the, of the, the culture yes. is clearly Japanese. Yeah, had the movie taken place but there's, in the United States, I would have found her being white less offensive because I would have been like, "Oh, they're just changing the setting because they know white people are going to be more attractive." There's a ton to baked into the plot, and to especially to the manga, which I did read a bit of, that all hinges on this idea of like the defense force. And, like, Japanese government. And a lot of, like, the characters in the manga are, like... And I didn't know this until I did reading. Uh, like, uh, an analogous to, like, like, like characters or figures in Japanese politics. So, like, the original content has lots and lots of ties to Japanese, like, culture and politics. So, it would be pretty hard, or at least a little disrespectful, let's say, to yank it out of, like, I Japan. I think that would actually be less disrespectful. And, if and you just it in New it. York. Because then it would just yeah. be like, oh, they're remaking it for a different audience. And that would have made more sense. To it almost would, yes. To so much Asian influence. But I think they would have like, also... the designs is so weird. I think it's an impossible movie to do a Hollywood film with a American actress that, that is based on Ghost in the Shell without manipulating it so badly that you yank it out of its, its source material I think and it, its I source think homeland. I think had they not I think it's created the weird task. subplot of her being a, a kid who was kidnapped... And forced to become a ghost in the shell, and all of that. I think if that wasn't in it, it would be perfectly fine that she would. I mean, it would still be like probably offensive to many people. But I think <laughs> if it if that was it, I don't think it would be that big a deal. Right. Because uh, several of the other actors are white, and it works fine. I think though the idea that they keep setting up that she's a Japanese person, which is very weird, but that the whole thing takes place in Japan, it's very confusing. Why you think why wouldn't they make a Japanese shell? Like why wouldn't she look like all the other people in the city yeah you know i mean and the you're answer, make a robot and, to blend in it's just and that's more what i found confusing and, and, and the answer is that it's a hollywood film and hollywood doesn't cast lead asian actors actors or actresses on the whole and that's the problem right like they had to cast a white woman because it's hollywood and they can't take it out of japan so they had to like figure out something and again you're right they probably just ignoring it may have been the, the the easiest thing to do but this weird had, had bizarre they just done the plot of the, the of the anime which is they never explain where she comes from right yeah because and i don't but, think to my to my knowledge the manga never explains where why why she's a human brain oof. in a body oh, i so, think it's well, just that... i think she's just they took her brain out and put it in a shell at one point because like why wouldn't you want to live in a robot body because it's going to last longer and i think that's it like i don't think there's any like subplot of the government kidnapping her and forcing her in and it, there's no plot like at least in the original series of her having flashbacks to her previous life i you know maybe there's a bunch of uh manga that came afterwards so maybe that comes up later but i couldn't find any reference of that being a plot in the in the manga well, or correct any me if i'm animes. wrong 
But in the in the manga, well, and in, I think in the anime film, I don't think she has a human brain, does she? Like yes, her, she her, does. Her she's, whole body is like scanned from a human, no, a human she, brain. No, she still has an actual brain. That's like a big thing that's like a debate online. But there is a specific line where Batsu says, where she says, am I any different than a, you know, like a robot? And he says, mm. no, because you have human brain cells. And the implication is she has her real brain. And I believe in the manga, they actually explain she has a human brain. Fair enough. She's okay, yeah. I was... been, but all brains in this future have been cybernetically enhanced, so they're essentially part computer anyways. So no and one that, is 100% human. And that's the core, right, of, of the manga and the uh, the manga and the anime, which is this idea of the of the 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 wiping, the graying out of the line between tech and uh, Well, the, the and, real plot and, of the of the anime is the idea is so the bad guy in the anime is the puppet master who is this uh-huh. character who they call i think his name's kazu in this which is weird because i think the actor who played him was white too and there is uh, a kazu in the manga and at least maybe in one of the anime like the sequels or something that is a villain so it's actually two villains yes. that they they, they, they merge together smushed. so in the original the puppet master turns out to just be he's an ai they yeah created that is, that... an ai who's as smart as a person and they basically put him online and he evolved and he realized and so he wants to become as human as possible and he says the two things humans can do that ai can't do is they can procreate and they have mortality and so the plot of the movie is basically at the end is he wants to merge with uh you know uh motaku and become a new entity so he can live and die and she agrees at the end of the anime and the plot is supposed to be this sort of debate between the two of them is right it, and is, we, and is, we, is conscious thought enough to equate a soul or is a soul right. an actual thing and, and we we we, we, we rise it? we we rise to that 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 confrontation through the yeah, the constant asking of the question like is the human brain enough in its in itself to 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 establish that you have like a quote unquote soul like is it unique enough to be human when we could manufacture something that is just as human uh, you know, and, and create this conflict where, like, are humans special? Is a robot human? It, it's it's all the uh, the entertaining concepts that cyberpunk brings. Uh, yeah, and uh, it's and the original anime is deeply rooted in Eastern philosophy, and there's a lot of stuff from like early Buddhism, which so, is the idea you don't have a soul in early here's, Buddhism. So here's there's a the, bunch it, of the that, interesting which is thing interesting. to set us up for talking about the film, which is definitely constantly carbon printing the film the anime from from yes, 90, yeah. uh, they, 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 take, they take a lot of like shots but but claims to be them. based on the manga which is of course the whole concept of this podcast and having read at least the first i, I don't know what to call it volume part of the of the first trade um this is not not only is this movie not like the manga neither is the other movie <laughs> The anime? I thought it was considered a pretty faithful adaption of the, the manga. I, I mean, maybe canonically with some of the like establishing about our character, but she is like, she is like carefree and like goofy in the in the manga. She is like a bit like I mean, yeah, it, it delves into Wait, some. You did read about... the right manga, right? Because they continue on, and she's in a whole new body, and she's not part of the police force later on, and she's like an entirely different character. No, yeah, I'm referring to Ghost in the Shell, released in eighty. 80- uh, okay. 90, yeah, she, her character changes in the manga because she and the puppet master merge in the first series of the manga, and afterwards she quits the police force and she exists as like this weird dichotomy of a person, and so she's no, yes. entirely different. 
but 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 the the ghost of the show that I read, which I'm pretty confident was questioning me, but I'm not sure. But I mean, like it is it is strange. I mean, obviously the visuals of it are pretty strange. Uh, it, it leans harder on like um, uh, really caricaturesque uh, Japanese art, like including a character that is like described as like a gorilla, and he has like the facial features of a gorilla, you know, and it's pretty strange. Uh, and there uh, there's lots of like kind of like not, I guess not jokes, but like lighthearted like conversations throughout it there aren't a ton of like staring out of windows and contemplating the uh the realities of 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 synthetic existence you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like it's not quite as serious it definitely got shifted up into a moodier like sharper lined uh intensity film that it is in 95 so the even the manga is pretty different from the film that this movie is parroting so it's pretty strange what this movie is doing because it it does take a couple of ideas from the uh the manga but it, 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 it's just what, trying to imitate scenes that people know from the from the, well, what the movie me, they saw. It, it's crazy, is so they basically the the plot of this movie is uh, Motako and uh, this Kazu are people living in like this lawless area where they're like printing up these notices about how they're anti technology, and the police come and arrest them, and then they're given to Section Eight or Nine. I forget what number they are and forced to become these robots and then they implant them with false memories which seems like a weird thing because like wouldn't you want to just erase their memories that would be better but and so that's the plot so when she meets this kazu there's like none of the discussion of like you know ai how it and and what's weird is they set up she's really anti-technology and that's why she her character before she becomes the rope before she becomes the captain or major, whatever she is. Um, and they never even really addressed that in the movie either. So I couldn't figure out why they changed the plot because I didn't find the plot to be any better or more understandable in this movie than in the <laughs> the anime. So I was like, I don't know. Why did you change it if you weren't going to make it like easier to understand? This is just very confusing. And then they completely changed like, the group she works for becomes the bad guys which is not the way it is in the manga or the anime. It's another section of the government that's actually creating the bad guy. And so it was just very bizarre. And it seemed really pointless. No, yeah, no question about it. Uh, uh, I had to double check to make sure I I didn't read some strange version. But no, no, yeah, I was reading the the original 95 version, which is, by the way, also (laughs) explicit at a number of times. Like oh, straight yeah. pornographic for multiple yeah. pages. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I was like paging. I was paging through it, and then like they got to a section where the major is like on vacation doing like cyber drugs and picturing like an orgy, and and it, the orgy is like four pages long <laughs> and extremely R rated. I was like, huh. <laughs> I think in the original version of the first or second anime in Japan, there's like a whole sex scene. And I think both of them, and they cut them out. In the second one, I know there's like a lesbian sex scene. And when they that, yeah, took the anime everywhere to. else, yeah. they removed it from all versions of it. You can only see it if you have like, a, like an original Japanese version. Because I guess they <laughs> thought that was, I don't know. It was like, yeah, people understand, you know, Japanese comics and anime have a lot of porn in them. We understand. It's fine. Yeah, uh, I mean. Yeah, so it, yeah and I know I, they, do, they really condensed down the movie, obviously, because I think the, the manga that it's based on, I think the it's first, so long. I think it's like 18 issues or something. 
and the manga isn't necessarily concise either. Like they'll they'll do side stuff and put the whole puppet master thing aside for like an entire chapter. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's like yeah, it, it's all over the place. So it makes the the, the movies actually the ninety five movies actually an incredible good, an incredibly good like con- uh, c- uh, condensing of the, I of know, the of the of the cool parts of the plot. Of I the know manga. too if you yeah. get the right version of the manga, there's like. He has footnotes, the guy who wrote it. And I, I don't want to yeah. try to say his name because I'm going to butcher it. But he actually explains like a lot of the stuff that is in the, the anime, which is like he really goes into in depth what a shell is, what a ghost is, what it means to be alive. And all a lot of that is done as footnotes from the author. And so I think they put a lot of that in the movie and uh, the anime. So like that's really the crux of this film. Like he does like tons of world building, which addresses all of his issues, which is, you know, the whole point of the ghost in the shell is what, what what constitutes a soul in the future when like your memories can just be recorded you know what what is a soul versus what is just your memories or your conscious or whatever this movie is not about that at all as near as i can tell the plot of this movie is somebody wants to make a super robot cop which doesn't seem to be that much better than just the regular cops yeah, you, you know what? I, this I don't mean to offend anybody who was offended by the racial the racial recasting because it is it is a silly thing to have done. But I think the the most of, the worst offense to this movie is the westernization of the plot. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that it's like a revenge like, story. Yeah, essentially we we we, t- we took we took this complex animated masterpiece that is that is beloved and is responsible for lots of movies that we like you know lots of cyberpunk inspired films yeah i I mean tons of people point out that like his work on the manga and like his like dissertations really changed the way cyberpunk kind of stuff is talked about like it's a huge deal and the, the the western version was basically like hey you know that same plot we tell all the time about a super soldier who's betrayed and gets mad about it like we're just gonna go ahead and do that. Yeah, again. yeah. Corrupt guy working for the government. S- subgroup is good. Person is tricked into becoming a, a puppet. Good scientist who's forced to do wrong. I mean, it's it's like a cookie cutter Hollywood film, and I, that's what was made it so disappointing. Do you know what this is? It is a racially miscast Jason Bourne movie, and it's so frustrating that that's what this has become. And I get, I mean, I, in a way, it's like. It almost does something because, yeah, like we said, memory is a component of this idea of establishing who you are and your, you know, your, your memory and the memories you have, you know, inform your actions, inform your personality. To have fake memories and be, and be injected with an entirely new childhood would change your individualism, which is really interesting if that was what they t- took time to explore. And it isn't. No. That is that it's, is what that is what Blade Runner twenty forty nine spends time exploring, I, which is a different, better version of Ghost in the Shell. I think, <laughs> which I feel like this that was also a part of the Americanization, which is the idea is yeah, she definitely has a soul. It's just a computer suppressing it, which is like really removing Ugh. the discussion of the film. Yeah, which uh, is like so what makes yeah. a person special if we could syn- synthesize a person. So like, what is you know. <laughs> What truly makes a person special, and what makes uh, a synthetic being more than just uh, 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 a programming har- you know that, that that's that's driving a body? You know what I mean? These are like the interesting questions that this movie doesn't ask, or even like a- approach asking. No, because the uh, real problem is just she has false memories. Yes, and, and she's been like, given fake yeah, memories, and then she goes and meets her mom. I don't know. This movie was well, like a train also, wreck, and then the end was super disappointing uncategorically doesn't even make sense logistically if your intention was to take a a a human 
and put them into a, a robot so that they are basically superhuman, at least physically, and that was a program that you were going to do, then you would either do it legitimately, and by that I mean pay a soldier a ton of money to do it, right? That was the because confusing you, part, because I was like, they couldn't just get somebody to volunteer? Or you could do it with subterfuge, if that was somehow, like, internationally illegal, right? Then you could be like, oh, we're a black ops organization, so we're going to, like, we're going to, like, take a mercenary that just, like, got badly injured in some mission and turn yeah, them into it a... it just also feels like, why you know, like, couldn't you have just Why you chase like, down runaways basically terror like from your perspective terrorists yes. <laughs> why why that was one what, of my big what have you gained one of my notes was just like you're telling me they couldn't have just paid somebody to do this right it doesn't make any sense half the world we, we saw a bartender in this movie with like three-fourths mechanical arm like yes. uh, like, like if well, he's like, gonna you gotta be there's gotta be like somebody who's like you know, unable to, you know, like paralyzed or something who would be like, yes, right. I'll, I'll, it just seems so weird that, yeah. Like the protagonist of Avatar, like some soldier yes. who's paralyzed and is like, hey, we can put your brain in this military body and then you'll also be a super soldier film. again. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for different reasons. On multiple reasons, really offensive on a fake race, but still offensive. So yeah. And to uh, people who Within the narrative, it doesn't make a ton of but, sense. But, yeah, it, like, do- it doesn't explain away the race miscasting. It doesn't, provide a more interesting vessel uh for for discussions of like you know philosophy not that i think western audiences are really ready for that anyway but uh, you know it doesn't really do any of that it just it's, yeah it's just like a jason bourne-esque movie with 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 a weird miscast uh, uh protagonist it's yeah it, the problem is yeah I, I the thing that confuses me though is is like what was the point of buying the rights to ghost in the shell if you were just gonna make yeah. a really poor knockoff now, here's the thing, and I want to hear your opinion on this. I think that all that context established, that Scarlett Johansson did a good job. Uh, yeah, she plays robot woman fine, which I and don't know if that's a good thing to talk about. Say for I don't an know. Actress. That's tricky, I think, to be... I don't know. Speaking monotone's not that hard. To be semi-robotic, but... I don't know. I felt she carried a bit of a, a of a vibe throughout the whole movie, she and the other fine. cast was pretty cool. You know, even uh, Batu was I, cool, I, I, although I thought, he was also. I don't know why no one tried to explain why he was not Japanese. Well, in the cartoon, <laughs> he looks white. That's fair, and, yeah. but, but also so does um, the mullet guy, who was decisively not not white in this. One. I don't what, know. What, it's what confusing. was confusing to me? So, uh, did you think like Batu was doing some sort of weird accent? Or does that guy just have a weird voice? Because I wrote down, where is this dude supposed to be from? Because every time he talks, he sounds slightly different than the it's, time before. It's been so long since I consumed uh, the movie, and I don't think it's mentioned in the manga, but isn't Batsu supposed to be, like, French? Or at least second-generation French? Isn't that something I ever call? Or am I making that up? I don't think so. I can't remember. Anyway. I think it's... Uh, let's see. Let's just... I think, I, I think they all do... All of the acting talent in this movie does their job. Some of it do it pretty well. Um, but but many of the characters are... In fact, I, I'll take it back. All of the characters are extremely shallow and boring. Matoko, as we established... Uh, or what is she called uh, before you realize that she's supposed to be major. a major, I guess. Major is, as we established, the only person who's developed... And it's not very far. We just learn her origin which doesn't influence her. It leads her to disagree with the idea of like joining the, you know, neural network of uh, of her predecessor, 
you know, uh, 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 she she likes being human or something is the the vibe that we established, which is a, again a huge departure from the other movies. Batu's only development is that he gets the eyes that everyone knows he has yes, from the other which other was media. Very bizarre, strange. And then like everyone else is like uh, the rest of the cast. You know what they reminded me of? Uh, you know, in the Thor movies, uh, what is his little band of of, of heroes? The Warriors uh, Three, I think. Yeah, the Warriors Three, where they all appear on screen early, and they're all given distinct visual um, character yeah, traits. Yeah, there's like the roguish then, guy, the fat guy, and and then all of that is chucked into the furnace, and never to be seen again. <laughs> because yeah. like we, we we meet like uh, we meet uh, is it is it Tokusa? I think is the uh, uh, is like the mullet guy, the guy who has no enhancements. Uh, he's purely human. I remember him very distinctly from the I, anime and stuff. I remember him in the anime. I don't remember his character in this movie. I'll right, be honest, because I don't remember almost anybody in this movie. No one in Section 9 gets screen time. They appear briefly shooting a gun, and there is one sequence in the beginning where they're all discussing the puppet master. That's it. The rest of it is Scarlett Johansson brooding, really. That's the whole movie. That's, the, that's Act 2 and 3. And so the characters are totally superfluous. They have no presence and they have no character development. They have no interesting, you know, advancements. They are, none of them secretly betray anybody. There's no like, there's no secret moments that they've added in to make them interesting, nor do they give them the screen time that they often get in the anime or the manga, you know? So they're bizarre inclusions. Um, not to mention that I, I think the biggest complaint besides the, the, the strange, you know, reconstruction of the plot and and cast is that it's dull. Like yeah. from a film perspective, it's there isn't a lot. They don't surprise you with anything, right? Every time a scene starts, I think you can predict where it goes. Partially because I mean, the, you've seen the anime, but the most interesting part of the entire movie is when they recreate the scene where the guy runs out into the bay. Yeah, it looks great, and it looks really well done. But you realize something. In an anime, when an invisible person kicks somebody, it looks fine. When you do it in real life, it looks fucking dumb. It does and look a little goofy. It also goes yeah. on for like a minute longer than it does in the anime before she appears. And so it's just, you're just watching very poor CGI of a person being thrown around. I wouldn't say it's poor. I, I, mean, I was about to talk about something else, but I, I will say... In the intro to this, I said I had mixed feelings on this movie, um, and I think so far I've only given one, one, one general take. The other take is I, this: this movie is 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 great to look at. I think start to finish, it is uh, gorgeous. Yeah, it looks pretty good. I mean, I, I think the stuff they did with the city was neat, but since it serves zero purpose whatsoever, and they never really, I mean, I anything, agree. It's not really to me. It is a movie, so part of it is to be seen. And I think whenever, yeah. whenever we're walking around the city, I, I was crazy about it. I mean, it looks so good. Uh, it was rich. It was complex. I love just all the weird shit going on in the background. It's my favorite thing about cyberpunk is just like looking past the protagonist to see like a bunch of weird like cyber delivery people and stuff. Like I just love that stuff so much. And I know it's really shallow and 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 not really speaking to any of like the major themes of, of cyberpunk but the the movie does an exceptional job at the visual element I, yes the recreation of some of the anime scenes look a little hokier than they I do mean, in the that, anime <laughs> that's the part of the movie well one thing i noticed was you can't translate anime hair to real life that was the <laughs> yeah, first thing true. i noticed that's extremely true always been true every cosplayer knows this yeah scarlett johansson's <laughs> hair is aggressively bad throughout this movie in like an upsetting way in multiple scenes um but also, like um, a, a lot of like the scene recreations i found impressive 
like the whole opening where they show her being made is like a shot for shot remake of the opening of the anime which i thought was like kind of cool what i found a good way to start yeah was that all of the fight scenes are exceptionally boring or poorly done they're never like when she's running through punching people at one point to escape a section nine or whatever it was just a really boring and like so clearly choreographed fight scene like it didn't feel organic when they're fighting you know what i mean like sometimes you watch a movie and you're like oh it looks like they really just let two guys fight or two people fight and it looks re- like when you watch sure. the john wick movie it's they really look like choreographed raw. yeah but it's done in such a way that it looks like you could be like oh this is happening this felt like there was like there's even one point where a guy waits to be punched and i was like oh this is really this is very badly done and the end when they introduce the spider tank which in the anime is way more interesting they somehow make it so boring to watch this gigantic tank shoot at him and that was extremely frustrating yeah the, the whole the whole finale sequence well, the fina- to stick with the visuals for a minute, the finale sequence, yes, the tank looks bad. And I thought the the, the um, location was pretty awesome in the anime because they're in, like, they're in a, a natural history museum. Yeah. With, like, prehistoric bones while you're watching this, like, new evolution of, like, you know, mankind, like, fight a tank. Um, yeah, and, yeah, and, and they're like, destroying, like, all these old artifacts and they end up blowing up, like, a tree of life. The models. tree of life is there. It's great. And the, and the one in the in the film is like they're just like in like a warehouse. They're in a they're in like a shanty downgrade. town, where they were from. Yeah, it's a pretty boring downgrade. But also, um, visually, they do they do pinpoint recreate the scene of her uh, attempting to take or attempting to destroy the tank. But in the anime, she fails. Uh, right? No, she pulls the top off, which. Uh, kills the guy inside i think or something she succeeds but she her entire body explodes basically her arms my recollection her back is that apart. She, yeah she rips off her whole arm and leg and her back like all oh the wait you're right of, it doesn't work in the anime but and she collapses it with a and batu batu yeah. finally like takes it down and he, she's he laid shows there up like, with a missile and she says how did you do it and he's like oh i just had it in my car <laughs> It's like one of the most absurd throwaway lines in that anime where he's like, I just love it. I had it in my car or something. It's just like, wow, what a weird. Uh, yeah. yeah. So. It... But, but like the scene of her like committing her, her entire like shell to like ripping that tank, sh- tank, tank roof off is done almost like shot for shot. So uh, there's these moments where they recreate the, um, the, the, the anime really well. And that's like commendable. But again, it's like, like watching the Watchmen movie when they like really get the scene to look like the a panel of the comic. I'm like, for what though? Like for what? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I mean, what it, have yeah, I gained by seeing it? Like, I, I, mean, I just it's, it's it feels interesting, unnecessary, you know, to and, have even been yeah. made. That yeah, I, I mean, that's the main problem with this movie is it served no purpose whatsoever. It shouldn't have been made. Uh, it was bad. It wasn't well done. Uh, it served no purpose. There's a there's a better adaption of the manga. It's called Ghost in the Shell. It's an anime. Uh, but yeah, there's just like a lot of like really weird stuff in this that I I don't know. Let's see. I just was reading my notes and there's this there's a weird scene where Major like picks up a robot prostitute that or is like a, oh, yeah. a is like a cyborg prostitute that might be transgender. I couldn't tell, and they're wearing like a fake like lower half of their face 
Yeah, I don't think she's four. like pull it off, which I was like, I feel like I, this is like a. I thought it was thing. covering up something. And then or... she just starts rubbing this person's face, and all I thought was, this is I don't like this. You're paying this person to like weirdly grope them. I don't like a character like you know what I mean like it just feels weird to be here's your she protagonist also... she's hiring a prostitute and then using her as a prostitute which felt also... really weird she's also asking the 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 uh uh the sex worker also responds by asking like what are you and I'm like what would give you a reason to believe that she's, she's not a person like she's just she's hired a sex worker and now she's touching the sex worker like that that's not weird well what's, what's <laughs> i mean weird it's weird for an like, audience watcher but well, you know. the reaction of the person playing the sex worker is they seem terrified yeah they, they seem, seem really uncomfortable really and uncomfortable, i don't know why. which makes me really uncomfortable yeah yeah yeah. it's really strange because then the whole time i'm like oh this person doesn't want to be a sex worker that's probably closer person... to like the manga where there's like definitely a scene where she's like with 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 hookers and with sex workers and like and like doing drugs like <laughs> doing cyber drugs so i mean yeah i don't know uh it, there's it's also, hard to tell why that's in there or what that served to do yeah that never really comes up then there's also the scene which and see this is the thing that sort of began to make no sense to me is the puppet master in the anime because it's like this really smart ai can like hack anyone who has a cyber brain and is creating like all these like at one point basically creates like a fake life for this trash driver to trick them into making these phone calls so that they can hack into uh this foreign dignitary i think is who it is and then that way when they get tracked they'll go to this trash worker in the movie they do something similar and he doesn't have a kid like he thinks he does but in the movie, it's confusing because it seems like the two guys in the truck have known each other for a really long time. <laughs> and they're having a conversation as if, like, they've been working together for years. So the one guy should definitely know the other guy does not have kids. In the anime, he's the guy in the truck has just met this person. And they don't get into a gunfight. They're chasing a separate third person who's also making phone calls. But in the anime, like, they eventually reveal, hey, you don't have a family. And the guy's like, no, I do. And they're like, oh, this poor guy, his mind's been hacked and he's been given false memories. And at no point are they like, Major's like, hey, I've got false memories. So anyways, but in this movie, they're interrogating him in a box, which I guess he has been hooked up to a noose and then he kills himself. Why would you hook a prisoner up to a noose? Yeah, he, I, he jumps and breaks his own neck. Why would you secure a person via their neck? And they seem surprised by that. Yes. They seem surprised that that was possible, which is, you know, when he, when he did it, all, I just stopped and I was like, wait, they tied him to a noose? That's like the most insane prison I've ever seen in my life. The, the whole hook of this movie is also strange because I understand conceptually the deal with the puppet master because that is a concept that was like, you know, very clearly created in the, uh, the other versions of this, you know, the manga and the, and the anime. But in the movie, like if you were to, if you were to be a brand new watcher, like you just see a bunch of uh, people in like a, a like a cyber tea room, like hanging out, and then a bunch of scary looking robots like come in, and you're like, oh, those robots are gonna attack them, uh, and they should be scared of them. No, they're serving tea. Okay, so that's not weird, I guess. And then one of them transforms into a very terrifying creature. Like it's got its arms and legs, 
you know, yeah. moving like a spider and it's fake. I'm like, oh, that's terrifying. Like, at no point do you think, oh, there must be a third party hacking that T robot. <laughs> like, I mean, yes. none of that lines up. Like, you, it's not until like a whole like 30 minutes later that they start to describe that attack that you realize that there is now a third party who was nobody in that room. And, like, they sort of vaguely talk about him, and then it takes a while before they, like, develop any kind of, like, uh, narrative around What's him. crazy so, is they're like, oh, so for we know a while, who it this... is. It's this guy named Kuzi, or Kuzo. And I was like, wait, if you know his name... Right. <laughs> like, I, this guy's doing a terrible job. I'm able to sort of fill gaps with what I understand from the anime and manga, but if you're a new watcher... Oh, yeah. There's, there's no hook to grab onto. You're just sort of watching scenes of cyberpunk like pretty cyberpunk action and that might be enough for like somebody watching the movie but I, maybe not like it maybe you're just sort of like that's what am i looking at that's why i literally i was like i gotta go buy the anime because i was like i don't remember any of this and i don't understand what's going on in this movie and then i watched the anime and i was like oh it's because it's a different dumber movie but yeah it is very because like the plot is also extremely confused because like you said the crux of the plot is that they took terrorists and put them into a robot body that would make them more powerful than everyone else. That's the plot. That would be like if the plot of Captain America was they captured, like, Heydrich Himmler and turned him into Captain America and then gave him fake memory. You know what I mean? It's like, why would that be the person you would pick? It just makes zero sense. And it serves no... Like, to me, that hurt the whole movie. Because I was like, I don't really want her to have a... Like, this backstory is not... In, in like helping her character because in the end she's just trying to fight somebody who's trying to kill her she's not like standing up for something she's not making a, like a plan or a decision she's just literally fighting this guy because he's trying to kill her because she's gone rogue so it's like uh, yeah i mean you, you kind of lose the nuance which is like in the anime she does go rogue but it's because she thinks she can track him down and a whole nother agency is trying to kill her because they can't have it revealed that they created the sentient AI who was smart enough to basically do all this stuff because they'll be in a shit ton of trouble if that happens. But yeah, and, and not to mention that that one of the one of the strange things that they'd never even remotely address is that she was an anti anti technology terrorist, yes. like like not terrorist but activist. Writing, I mean to say, yeah, like writing pamphlets. And, and and was you know I I assume like going out of her way to speak against this norm. Yeah, that was so much so she, she lives in the quote unquote lawless zone. Lawless zone, and so the fact that she was taken by force with her associates, like as if like the FBI raided a like farming commune and took all of the like peace loving folk that live there and turned them into like military robots. Those those individuals of all people would be most horrified by the realization that, that they've been turned into just some sort of like cold, icy weapon for the government. Like that should be a horrifying revelation, but the movie treats it as like, uh, oh, I'm I finally know who I am. I I feel okay now. Well, yeah, the, my problem was what? that like she finds out and she goes to fight and she meets her mom and there's all this you know there's sad moments and stuff and it's like okay, cool, whatever, but. In the end, like, it's supposed to be satisfying when that guy gets killed. It's like, I don't care. I don't even know anything about this guy. All I know is you've made him a generic bad guy. This plot is really generic. I don't really feel one way or another for this, uh, whatever, Kazu or whatever. I don't feel anything 
for him one way or the other because he appears to just be killing and like torturing ordinary people so i'm not really like i mean it's not like he's picking specifically people who work for the government it's just like random people and it's confusing because like at least in the anime you're like oh it's like a robot it, it doesn't really understand you know it's sort of pointing out that it doesn't understand what it's doing in a way like it, it sees the world and it's trying to create this system where it can exist like a person and in the means it's doing all the terrible things people do in this though the bad guy just feels so generic and he's like real phantom of the opera like you know yeah. with like the the face that doesn't and he like walks weird his voice like and they're like oh we made him and it didn't work what what do you mean it didn't work you put a brain in a body either it turns on or it does you know what i mean it's Not, what's yeah, the state the, it just feels like his body is malfunctioning i don't know what you mean it doesn't work this guy is not only is he sentient moving yes, around he seems fine he's also outwitting all of the government in section nine and he's he's performing levels of like hacking that are exceptional to the degree that nobody can understand or explain it yeah and so like, it sounds like you it sounds like you nailed it <laughs> like i don't know what you mean <laughs> it also was confusing like you guys didn't even think to put a fail safe in these robots in case they went mad yeah like, I, you I mean, could just it, blow them up it makes sense that a rogue ai would a like you said be doing these sorts of things and b be capable of the extreme levels of like interfacing with all the tech well, and, right and because it also it's, explains it's, it's why a computer they can't program find it. yeah because you yeah, just well, exist can't find on it. the net so you can't find but this guy's not a just, person this is a this dude. guy's just hanging out in a vr warehouse and apparently just like plugging into the uh, internet and just doing yes. all this and it's like they can't find him why and like why wouldn't he wear a shirt i couldn't figure that one out <laughs> He's wearing a yeah. coat. You can, if you can wear a coat, you can wear a shirt. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you've heard it on this episode over and over again. Every episode Post mentions this, but yeah. he's right. If you can wear a coat, you, you can, can wear, wear a shirt. shirt. Uh, yeah, it was just like when he showed up shirtless, I was like, wait, what? Why is he shirtless? This doesn't make any sense. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was just a very confusing. Like a lot of my it's, notes are just like, I don't understand what, what, what the point of this is. I don't really care about this guy. Why is she super worried? What does this fucking have to do with anything? <laughs> like, there's just a lot of notes that it seemed like. And at one point, there is a note that just said, man, I'm going to have to watch the anime because maybe I thought this was a better movie than it was. Yeah. Luckily, and, the and anime think, was as good as I remember. And I think one Very of the... Very weird, the, the, but... One of the general complaints that, that I've probably established here is that, you know it would be one kind of thing to criticize if they just made a bunch of changes like like we discussed at the top like if they just moved it to a like uh a, a, a non-geographic city that they invented <laughs> or yeah, something i, I find a, a, the... a mega city one of some kind and they and they kind of like d d like pull the ja the japanese like influence out a little bit and they uh, cast it with a variety of actors and then like twisted with some of the ideas that would be like you know its own thing to criticize but this they do a lot of that to some degree um but then they the, the changes they make make neither sense narratively nor are they more interesting or equally as interesting as the concepts in the original yeah, material I, I which feel, is the biggest sin i feel like yeah that that is like just I, i've never this is something that always bothers me about adaptions one, I'm starting as I get older to feel like um, Alan Moore, where I'm like, maybe they shouldn't adapt things into movies because like <laughs> they weren't made to be movies. Yeah. But like, this is something like a big pet peeve of mine, which is when like you buy like a classic, like something that's renowned for being good, 
uh, an anime a book and then you turn it into a movie and you think i know this is considered a classic and people love it i'm smarter than the person who wrote it let me change it and i'll make it better and it is uniformly 100 percent never better they never manage to make it better by changing the plot and it's like i it just drives me insane like i tried to watch that uh kenneth Branagh murder on the orient express Mm. Oh, yeah. And it was like, why would you change? It's a classic novel. Why do you think you're smarter? I-, I just don't get where they add these like actions. It's just like they change the plot. And I just think, why do you think, why did you buy the rights if you were just going to make a shitty knockoff? Like, just make a shitty, like, it- you could have made this movie and just not made it look like Ghost in the Shell and it would have worked. You could have just been like, in the future, they put brains and robots. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's exactly. not enough. The only thing that ties this to Ghost in the Shell is the fact that they create they recreate shot by shot scenes from the anime. That's really the only thing and the characters all have the same names. But like if you had just set this movie about androids and removed all the talk about ghosts cuz it's not even the same plot. This this the plot is so much different that it's a different movie. So it's like I I don't it almost felt like somebody wrote a knockoff of Ghost in the Shell and was going to try to sell it and some studio was like, well, "What if we just buy the name Ghost in the Shell?" And then just make this movie. Yeah, so it, it's... I, I mean, I'll, I'll ask. Would you recommend people see this movie? Well, I think what you're describing is is actually an interesting, uh, uh, an interesting segue. Because even though I made a similar complaint earlier, if you were just coming into this movie without any awareness of the original, it would be like a mediocre to fine cyberpunk movie. You know? Like, you, the action isn't strong but it's visually interesting and it talks about at least one idea, the ideas of memories and the implication on the human, you know, the human soul in a way. So it's like kind of there. I think it's enough that if you were a casual viewer who didn't have a lot of background in cyberpunk and didn't have any awareness or appreciation for the original ghost in the shell manga or anime, then I think this is a movie that you would like. So I would recommend it. If you are like either of us, who clearly have spent too much time um, uh, being aware of these things, then um, you will not like it. <laughs> I, I, in that case, no. I would go so far as to say I disagree. I think as a movie, it's just bad. It's just a bad movie. Not even an adaption of a, of a manga or the anime. I just think it's a bad movie. It's a very boring plot. It's very cookie cutter. At no point are you going to be like, oh, that was I didn't see that coming. It's just a very boring movie. And so I would say, no, don't watch it at all. The only people I would say maybe to watch it is if you're really into just seeing shots from comics recreated as live action and just go on YouTube and find the, there's clips of the scenes that are just direct remakes of the shots from the anime. Just watch that. Because it's, it's just not, a, it's a really boring, like the movie's only an hour and 40 minutes. I paused it like 50 or like 42 minutes in. And I was devastated to see how much of the movie was left. And I was watched. I think I started watching it like one and a half speed after that. Cause I was so bored. I was like, this is just a really, really boring movie. I should, I should also confess that I had to watch it in two parts. So that perhaps that, that takes away some of the credibility yeah, yeah. So of I, my statement. Yeah. So I would just say, no, this is, this is a straight up skip. I guess unless you're like a pervert and you really just want to see Scarlett Johansson in like a skin tight outfit for a couple of shots. Maybe that's, maybe that's who this movie's for. Creeps. <laughs> who only watch movies for for women i don't know but yeah i I would say in general it's just not a worthwhile watch uh so that's it 
the remake of or the adaption of ghosts in the shell was a real shit in the shell boom nailed it uh yeah i would recommend just skipping it and watching either the anime go buy one of the manga collections or just pretend it didn't exist you know like you have to do with like some of the star wars movies (laughs) i don't know what you're talking i never they never made prequels um yeah, what do you so, mean newer versions that repeated ideas from the original, but in a, in no, a worse No, there's form? only those three from the <laughs> 70s and 80s. That's it. Yeah, they yeah, never right. made anymore. I wish they had made more. I do. Because there's no way they could have Plus that one that. with pod racing. Plus the one with pod racing. There's no way you could fuck up Star Wars, right? You'd have to be a colossal <laughs> idiot to fuck up that storyline. Oh, All fuck. Right. Well, come back next week. We'll tell you what movie's up next. Uh, you know, I guess following this example, folks, um, we're gonna have to do the Dragon Ball movie now. Fuck! <laughs>